Welcome to U.S. Comics Cast, your HQ for everything comic book related. 60 minutes, two topics for the people. I'm Charlie Rivera, the co-founder of U.S. Comics. Mm, preach, baby, baby, preach. And I am John Rivera, the other co-founder of U.S. Comics. And ladies and gentlemen, let us hear it for that luscious sound that brought us in. Bad marry themselves. That's right, I'm using the plural. <laughs> Bad Mary in association with U.S. Comics, and therefore, in allegory sentences, U.S. Comics cast. I know that that didn't make sense, but you know what? It doesn't we'll need to make sense. Post. That's how good the music yeah. of the Pampers Down! The Pampers Down! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is live. Man down. <laughs> that is awesome. Nothing made me happier. The 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 hot yeah. track from Bad Mary to start the show. Stick around till the end. We'll have another right. track for Bad Mary, my brother. That's Mary. how hot that music is. <laughs> it brought the cameras down right and left. That's the way to do it. I hope your topic is better prepared <laughs> yeah, than yeah. your studio. You know All I gotta say is, the fix is in. Charlie's already trying to eat up my time, my topic time with some technical bullshit. <laughs> So I'm just gonna go ahead and jump right in with the most important shit that we've had to talk about. And look, some people are gonna say, hey, you know what, John? John, is that you know really, what? John, Mr. Rivera, is that really comic book related? And I'll smack them across the grill and say, hey, this mother sucker that I'm talking about now was responsible for some of the greatest comic books that we've had in the last two decades. And uh, all I can say is that Mel Brooks, the man, said it best when he said, it's good to be the king. Because Stephen King is living his best life in this most recent decade of existence. Boy, oh boy. And, and what I'm bringing to the table today is nothing less than HBO's newest Ooh. sensational series, and that is indeed the outsider. If anyone listening to the tones of my voice is not yet aware of this newest dope series, The Outsider, then on Sunday nights at about nine o'clock, give or take, you can probably watch on demand if you want to. Um, get your booty to the couch, get a nice tub of popcorn, a little slurpy drink to knock down, and get comfortable because. The show is great. Have you caught up? Have I, you started? I, Have I you... haven't even been able to start yet. I am in, done in... with you already, and we're not even five minutes in. No, no, no. You here's, just sit there here's the on problem. grandma's couch, and you just sit there and listen. You're, you're non-nerd, token son of a bitch. First of all. So, anyway. Bear all of this. How all, dare you? Uh, at, at, and, and again, I'm, this may be... Uh, a retreading of covered ground to a certain degree. But we have said here on U.S. Comics Cast on a number of occasions, and I stand by it, and this may be the greatest yet example of what, I was, what I, we have been talking about, what I've been saying, is the fact that long-form series, especially of the type of stories that Stephen King is expert at telling at bringing to the masses is probably far superior at the end of the day for translations for adaptations of the work because if you go back and and i think you would be hard pressed to disagree even though i'm sure a couple of jabronis will try they'll, to do they'll so. find a way they'll they'll try they'll they'll yip and yap um but the fact of the matter is that it has been stephen king's short stories which have been most successfully adapted to movies and that's because in my esteemable opinion the the content that they need to cover within that you know uh, you know in general 2 hour window of time is just not that much real estate to cover the amount of ground that Stephen King puts out there with his work you look at like I mean, uh, in a perfect world, and and I'm a I'm a, a Stephen King 
devotee. Acolyte? I will read. You're speaking acolyte. That's it. Well, that's true. I mean, I, I try not to get put my religious affiliations out there, but um, in Stephen King, we trust. If he writes a, a, a menu, I will read it and I will I'll, I'll analyze it and I'll go over it line by line for what he indeed meant as I knock over my mic. Um, so so if he puts it out there, I'm gonna read it. Now this may seem sacrilegious, um, but. The Outsider, the book, which is actually a, a pretty recent book. It only came out, what, 2018, 2019? You would know far better than me. Uh, it came out, filler, filler, filler. Et cetera, et cetera, so on. Uh, it, I, I, again, let's call it 2019, just for argument's sake. Early 2019. We'll cover our ass that way. Um, 2018, May 22nd. <laughs> I'm better at Google um, than you are. It, uh, and again, it's going to sound funny for me to say, it wasn't great as far as, uh, let me rephrase oh because I forgot my policy. It wasn't, it was far from my favorite Stephen King work. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Because again, we don't like to talk in, in those, uh, those derogatory things. terms for Mr. King. Right. So, so it, it wasn't my favorite book. I enjoyed it. Uh, um, a category uh, of Stephen King books, whether like you loved it, whether it wasn't your favorite, whether it fell someplace in the middle. Um, the best analogy, because analogies not you. You're you're notorious for no analogies. It's like Stephen King books are like pizza. <laughs> There's no bad pizza. I can make. Uh, uh, a Supreme Court defense for the worst fucking pizza that you've ever had in your life. I'm talking about three in the morning, open 24 hours a day, college campus bullshit pizza that you get in like Kansas fucking city, a place where there's literally hasn't been an Italian in 25 years. That pizza, that pizza that's made with like ragu and uh, cheddar cheese on a saltine cracker, that pizza is still better than 99% of the other bullshit that people try to make you eat. Ergo, <laughs> a Stephen King book that's like, meh, it wasn't my favorite, is still better than 99% of the trash that's up on the wall uh, when you go to get some buying material that's not a comic. Um, so, but again, that being said, it was kind of Kansas City... 2 a.m. pizza, as far as I was concerned. I ate it. It filled me up. But At you know, the time, were you like, oh, delicious? It's only it's, in hindsight. I wasn't doing this shit with my knife and fork and tying the, the handkerchief around my neck. But that being said, it has translated into a fucking dynamite series. I mean, you... And this... this minute, the second you see Jason Bateman in anything. It... It's a it's a novel. It's a full lengthy motherfucker, and it needs a series, a long form, even if you want to call it a miniseries, because it does have a definitive ending. And this goes back to some of the other things that we talked about, like comic book story arcs and the the Star Wars and the Marvel movies, so to speak. They're they're part of a singular entity. Just because you're watching a, a two minute, you know, a two minute, a two hour. Uh, uh, dosage of it, you know, the, you don't need to analyze every specific single thing. We don't really do that episodically for shows that aren't Sopranos or Westworld or, uh, you know, or Game of Thrones. So why would we do it elsewhere? The series, Charlie, is great. So, so again, I, I'm going to let you run because I know you you are a Stephen King fan as well. Not not quite as obsessive as me, <laughs> but you have your other things. So the the basic gist of it is. Uh, without, you know, spoiler free, because uh, this occurs like literally two fucking pages in, a murder of a child occurs. No one has been fucking more heinous to children, figuratively speaking. hates them. I'm starting Stephen to think that's King, why his kid doesn't use the last name King. It's not this Stephen artistic King integrity bullshit. Is the kid's gap of fucking authors. Boy, he is tight in the crotch. 
and and, and clinging. <laughs> He's <laughs> he is rough on kids, man. He's rough. He's rough. That's all I'm saying. The gap. <laughs> we cannot get an endorsement to save our life. You by Stephen King, by Gap Kids, and by by association, Banana Republic or Old Navy. That's true. And, that's fine. And, and, I'm entirely fine with it. And that pizza was literally Lunchables. You described it. The little dumb cracker. The whole our only sponsorship comes from us. And poor Bad Mary. Next we, week, uh, we'd we like to introduce our sponsor, Kansas City Pizza. <laughs> 24 hours, never good. It's good enough. Uh, it's still pizza. Anyway, so um, a heinous murder happens of a child. That's rough. You that's, can't that's just a- change tone to like uh, News at 11. I'm, I'm like, heinous child. Yeah, I'm like the 11 o'clock news, but uh, haha, that was squarely the rabbit. Boy, oh boy, can he jump. On Saturday note, <laughs> 52 children were aborted at three years old today. Uh, by a clown at yeah. the behest of Stephen King. He, no one was laughing. He was super into it. <laughs> um, no so, one was so, laughing uh, except Stephen King. In typical Stephen King fashion, the child was <coughs> murdered horrifically. <coughs> and uh, God bless your face. And... Um, you you're introduced to a multiple of uh, of a multitude rather of characters right off the bat, and obviously it's important to start m- remembering names and uh, the associations. And um, seemingly the evidence piles up on a particular character. Let's just call him I don't know the little league coach. Um, and and literally within the first few pages and the first few minutes correspondingly of the show. The hero, uh, small town cop, for once in like forever, the action doesn't take place in Maine. It actually takes place in Georgia, which is fucking crazy. It's all new um, territory. So, Clown free. So clearly, but no all abortions happen. So you, Stephen King has to kill children in the woods when they're like seven or eight. Um, favorite thing. So, so, yeah, there seems to be this mountain of evidence pointing the fingers at the literally coach. So... Almost immediately in the action, you're the hero cop, kind of curmudgeon-y about it, um, has the coach very publicly arrested in front of the entire small town at a Little League game. Like, they make a real fucking, you know, uh, show. He really chews up the scene. Um, they arrest this poor son of a bitch. And in the, sh- in the series, the coach is played by Jason Bateman, who's clearly the king of the vampires so obviously his association with stephen king was gonna happen sooner or you know later. how i'm the youngest 34 year old of all time it's not true jason bateman has been stuck in He's young adults two years for the old. last he, 81 years he looks like he shouldn't be out that late at night without clearing up the fact that his homework is done like, <laughs> he still looks like a child Anyway. He's still starring in Teen Wolf 2 for you. Yes. You're like, he's a werewolf. I knew it. I called it. Did it. So so they, they arrest this fucking, this poor guy in front of his family, in front of his own kids, in front of the team, in front of the town. And um, then if that was immediately, sh- you know, sh- immediately adjacent, um, they start compiling this uh, um, kind of like, contradictory evidence that there's no fucking way that this guy could have been your guy. So on one hand, you've got blood and fingerprints, fucking uh, witnesses saying, yep, I saw him with the kid. I saw him with the van. I saw this. I saw that. Length of five bucks. He was here. He's on like small, uh, a small, uh, you know, small uh, um, circuit uh, cameras for like strip clubs and shit like that. You're like, it's fucking him. He's He's right there. He was covered in blood. He he got taken to the bus station. He did this. He did that. And then, like, immediately afterwards, his the, his defense kicks in, and they were like, yeah, but this motherfucker was, like, an hour away. Here's all this. And, again, spoilers. This is where spoilers will kick in. Um, That's all right. My memory's terrible. Mountain, here's this mountain of evidence um, that completely take him off the hook. So now people are... Like, hmm, this is this is not like a Senate trial where people have made up their minds and like won't be shook. Yeah. 
they're like, this, what the fuck is going on? So with the exception of his own personal family and the family of the victim, everyone else is like really kind of in a gray zone. They're like, I, I don't want to believe it, but here's all this evidence. But then again, here's, here's all this shit showing, showing that it's not the case. And then obviously um, Stephen King does what Stephen King does and it spills off. Of Ghosts. So, the, you know, so the, the show has a very HBO feel to it. Like, um, so it's just like unfettered greatness. It, it, that that's definitely all the case. HBO no, does. I, is I mean, it. It's got like it has the feeling of like a, a true detective or the night of you know, like those type of like I don't I don't want to call them gritty type you know um, police uh, story type things, but it it it, but does, it's it, gritty. it doesn't come across. Well, you know what it is it doesn't come across purely as Stephen King territory like supernatural blah blah blah, and then you start getting the supernatural elements just in like little tastes, just like, just a little nibble, a little appetit, you know, just, just a little something to wet the whistle. Yeah. I love that. That's delicious. Um, it, it really kind of like sucks you in and it's, it's, it's almost unheard of. Like you always have the douchebags who are like, Oh, this movie or show came out. The book was better. You know what? This is like the one occasion where personally I can say, you know what? I'm pretty sure that I like the adaptation better. Wow. Again, as much as I love Stephen King, I would give him a kidney. I'm not even joking. Um, and, and I only have three to give. So. Oh, I have um, Stephen King on the phone, actually. He, he wants the kidney. Fine. He wants both. I mean, he, hasn't, he wants both, though. It's fine. I, I, what could be more Stephen King than wanting both? fucking kidneys him wanting like, you know what? him wanting 12 kidneys from i'm not even gonna transfer them i'm just gonna eat them in front of your mother um but 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 yeah the bad <laughs> that i visualize that like super vividly and the worst part is like he'll do it outdoors in maine like outside of his fucking creepy house that looks haunted like oh my god thanks but the, thanks bud the, the cast is the cast is just uh, I mean, it's it's just an outstanding. Jason Bateman, the cop is played by uh, Ben Mendelsohn, who you know from like a bunch of things. He can, like for a second, he's always the actor. You're like, you have a lisp. I can't quite tell. There's something wrong with my ears. Is you have a little bit of this? Um, but like he's in Star Wars movies and like he's in a bunch of stuff. Fucking Cynthia Erivo, who's like Broadway famous and Oscar nominated and all this jazz. Uh, Bill Camp. I mean, the 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 honestly, the the fucking cast is um is outstanding. It it, it really is. A bunch of people who are like, they're they're really good in the series, but like I can't I can't picture them from anything else. <laughs> um, what else? What else was I gonna say? Yeah, and and you know, again, I I really stand by. So so being as you haven't seen uh seen the show, and and if I'm not mistaken, you haven't read the book yet, right? No. Even even our, our mother, who devours almost anything on paper, she hadn't read it yet, uh, mostly because I didn't buy it for her. And, and That is how I most mean, of her book reading happens. I usually buy two copies of everything Stephen King. Um, but, um, yeah, like I said, if you, if you go down the list, so I'm just going to carry over into, our, into my fundamental... This fucking thing is going to be on my gravestone because as of yet until U.S. Comics does something, it's probably what I'm most proud of. Um, and I really stand by it. The fucking adaptations of short stories thus far have made for the best fucking movies. So if I said to you, Charlie, best Stephen King adaptation ever, put you on the spot, I know. I would say the new It Chapter One would be my favorite okay, adaptation that's fair. of this. What, well, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to speak for the fucking for the semi-washed masses. And I'm going to say that in general, in general, most Cujo? people would probably say, most oh, people would probably say I'm, Shawshank I'm, Redemption. Oh, see, I wasn't going to go there. I was going to go with, uh, here's Johnny. I, was, <laughs> I, I presume that was the one that Stephen King hates the most would well, of Stephen course King be the one that's fucking most famous. Kubrick's The Shining. He hates, he hated Kubrick's version of the shining so much 
he didn't even want that aesthetic used for fucking um for the 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 sequel that uh, that also came out uh recently i think which is like only just uh, doctor sleep which is only just now available to kind of watch like at home um because because no one saw it in theaters not a ton not a ton of people saw it in theaters but um but yeah so like um his uh yeah, I, I would i would stand by and say that most people i mean find me somebody who doesn't who doesn't have the opinion that Shawshank Redemption is one of the best movies they've ever seen they could fu- most people can quote it all fucking day that's where their morgan and morgan freeman impression comes from um that one role got morgan freeman all of his other roles i mean you know like there was, was a penguin. penguin you can't even look at a picture of him penguin. without hearing his voice That's in your head true. like the little freckles um but 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 that being said shawshank redemption is is a sh- it wasn't a novel it was a short story uh, a novel you know um uh rita hayworth and the shawshank redemption was the full title and um it adapted fucking beautifully to the well, movie format. I think it speaks to it speaks to something that I think affects comic books a lot. Um and comic book movies a lot. Although I do think there's enough connecting fiber regardless. Again, the guns gunslinger has been mm. uh, uh utilized in comic books uh, a decent amount. With that being said, the minute that you have this endless series of issues, when you have Superman has had thousands of comics, there's a, an almost a burden to fit in what someone who's crafting a script, how do you take all of that and have the greatest hits appear? Whereas if it's something that had a short life, even something like a six-part miniseries mm-hmm. in this new world where comic books are, are printing money in theaters, at least in theory, um, because we're about to learn with the new Bloodshot Vin Diesel movie coming out, we're going to learn how much it's comic book movies that do it um, compared to like maybe it was just Marvel. Um, but what's interesting when you take these shorter stories, you get to craft a world that suits the story you're trying to tell. And that's weird to say when you're doing an adaptation because you're supposed to be doing, okay, you have six issues. Give me that story. But if you look at any character I'm desperate to see on the silver screen, I have a hard time telling you where to start. How does Valiant make a Shadow Man movie? You first have to decide, are we going classic or are we going contemporary? My money would be contemporary. But that story, the first six issues, the first 12 issues, deal with a ton of what happened before. And I hate those movies. The origins, yeah. I hate origin stories like you read about. I think they're inherently all the same, and they're all boring. So when you take a Stephen King short story, and you're able to take everything he gave you and then expand it out, that's where you could have a lot of fun with narrative. When you take a full, and let's be honest, Stephen King, he he clearly thinks he gets paid by the word because the guy's not cutting corners with the lengths of some of these books uh again look at it's a a mammoth read how how do you do that and these last two uh attempts that were very financially successful chapter one did well and was critically well received chapter two a lot of uh, a, a lot of critics and a lot of viewers were very kind of unhappy with chapter two by comparison. And it was because they were trying to kind of wrap up this epic story. Are you going to have the turtle universe gimmick? Mm-hmm. How much of well, see, King's work that reads really well right. can adapt and, really and, well and that, quickly? That is hours. the one thing that I can, um, th- where I can line up with kind of like the, uh, the, those voices who are, who are constantly like, well, book is better. Look, a, a, a book, a novel, uh, especially a monster like it, 2,000 plus pages, um, a novel will always, the, again, the Kansas City pizza um, aspect of it, a, a, the worst fucking novel you've ever read 
well, Hemingway always said, there's, there's something good in every fucking piece of shit novel. That's not an exact quote, but... I'm yeah, saying, that was it. a very contemporary thing. I mean, that was actually probably not far off from the original quote, but um, there's... You, you, the worst fucking novel, you can find something good in it, but a, a, a novel, a, a piece of written fiction will always be able to do certain things that movies cannot because a novel you know, uh, prose, you know, literature can put the reader inside of the speaker's mind instantaneously there. And don't get me wrong. You can do things with voiceovers and, 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 you know, talking to yourself and crazy shit like the Joker just, just showed us. Um, but it's, it's, it's not the same. It's not the same. And, you know, you, you can't take that away from them, but it's really, to me, more about the ground that has to be covered. So when you have some, so as wonderful, and we'll, we'll stick with it as an example, because it's something that, something that we spoke about uh, at length here, um, as wonderful as we both felt that that pair of movie, what movies were, and I'm so grateful that it was at least for, you know, a pair of movies that it got, you know, um, fit into, um, it would probably have been even better it, as a it series. It should have been a miniseries again. If it had been, fuck miniseries, if it had been two full-length uh, seasons of a show on like HBO or, you know, pick, take your pick now because you've got Amazon, you have Netflix, you have, you know, fucking Disney, which would kind of be tough for Disney fair, but, um, you know, you, you just get, far more so so going way way back and this has nothing to do with Stephen King but um they made black sales on stars which is not a high, not not the highest regarded uh network yeah you know how HBO content. is it's not TV it's HBO stars is TV it's stars but like stars like we're cable <laughs> um we're expensive so, by comparison they did that series, the Black Sales series, which was fucking tits from beginning to end. It was just awesome. And I, I, I'm loath to admit, it took me far longer to realize than it should have that what I was watching was actually a prequel to Treasure Island, which was one of my favorite fucking books of all time growing up. And um, I did have the thought that in the 90s or early 2000s, they would have tried to make this whole fucking story in a two-hour, without question, or worse, an hour and a half sitting. You know Look what, what they j- tried to do with Game of Thrones for years on end. Of course, the Jon Snow and, movie. Like, get the what are you talking exactly? About? And and that's what they have to do. So my my greater point is this: that I'm inherently right. Do not even try to fucking step to me. Don't bring it to me because I will do you like Aaron Hernandez. Oh no! And, uh, I won't even feel bad about it. Oh boy. That Woo! dark for this show. Stephen King dark. could not make that shit up, bro. No, he couldn't. Um, this is all so I want to say. As my You're... as my time runs out, let me just uh, let me just of wrap course. it up by saying I'm a hundred percent right in my theory that novels should be almost excessive exclusively fucking long format a hundred percent series. Something like The Dark Tower, you could make a fucking series. Six seasons and a movie. Hey, six seasons. Fuck that. Give me 12 seasons. Don't run into the Game of Thrones issue where you try to jam two or two and a half seasons into one final. Lock people up for like the next two decades so you can get them done. And also, and and this may even be the, the greater point, creators even if you are and and this is you know you can reference this when when it comes our time charlie my, myself um when it comes time if you're a creator and you've made something fucking outstanding and somebody else wants to pour money into it and adapt it into a different format you have to let the reins go because that's what stephen king did and um the outsider is again just the example that i'm going to use the outsider is an outstanding series off of my one of my least favorites uh, Stephen King novels, and it has a lot to do with the fact that Stephen King just wrote the book. Afterwards, he's an executive produced the damn thing. It was Richard Price who adapted the screenplay for the series. He, it's a it's a fresh perspective. It's a new set of eyes. I want you say to that, remember what you're saying. Don't yeah, please because do. I'm I mean, ready to sell out, baby. You're 
you're on the you're on the the you know you're on the buzzer so um they had that 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 there's that saying that says don't miss the forest for the trees and when you're the creator it's just trees like you're fucking in there you're putting in every every grain happy little bush yeah like exactly like no happy accidents but a little fucking deer here sipping water blah 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 um, when it comes time that that your project needs to take on new life, let it go. Have faith that you've chosen wisely for those people to carry your. The, it's it's the George Lucas effect, because look at the amazing things that fucking uh, Favreau is doing with shit that Lucas did decades ago. Where even Lucas is cradling Baby Yoda. I mean, that's that a would never that's have a W. We have thirty movie. seconds left. I'm going to say it. That's, that's the real lesson, though, is everyone needs to let go. You hire well, you sell well, and you let it fall where it's trust, going to. Man, you gotta trust. It won't always work out. It won't. But movie by committee, show by committee doesn't work. Look, please. Everyone out there who's buying properties, who's selling properties, look at the Mandalorian. Really, really look at it. You trust mm-hmm. a, a you trust Favreau to do it, and he did it. And if it was Iron Man two, and not everyone dug it, we tried. We're done. No more mm-hmm. Mandalorian. But instead, we got something that's hopefully going to vastly change the way that they make these Star Wars. I have an Iron Man two theory that I'm going to wrap up my time with. I think Iron Man 2 was less than it could have been out of fucking spite. Because Favreau was like, oh, word, I'm not going to end up with Gwyneth Paltrow? All right, fuck you then. Here's Iron Man 2. I hope you enjoy that, folks. Wow, That's that, is, that is That's dark. My time. Let's Let's change gears sharply from this argument of, of letting go. It's it's a constant thing. <laughs> it's this constant thing that I think a lot of creators get. It's this it's this argument about like when is enough enough? And before I kind of hinted towards it, it's a uh, it's based on one of my absolute favorite series of all time, Community. Are you sure you're not talking about me making the new introduction video because I'm I feel attacked right now. No, not at all. Uh, all right. This is this Bad Mary's new albums that can be found in. Uh, it's on. It, you know where Bad Mary's uh, new album and all of their albums are available. They're available on Spotify along with this podcast, U.S. Comics Cast. Also, at the end of every episode. I'm not frozen. I just really want you to like, comment, and subscribe. Oh uh, no, but one of my absolute favorite TV series of all time, Community, used to have this saying, six seasons and a movie. What they were saying is they were going to get out of their own way at some point, regardless of what happened. Now, Community is this beloved series. It wasn't a well, uh, it wasn't a heavily watched it wasn't a blockbuster. It wasn't, but its cult following is certainly that. Now, the real problem comes if what if something is wildly popular? What happens to these series, like my brother, who got so old that all of his popularity dried up, just like Friends or just like How I Met Your Mother, because he is yeah. the much older brother. It's almost a decade. And unlike me, who's the youngest 34-year-old you've ever met, he's very appropriately aged his age. I'm not going to say it because it's too, it's too big. It's like 90. You can keep on going. I'm just going to cut all of this bullshit out That's of That's all right. Video, I control so. the audio edit. So once again, iTunes, Spotify, Why wherever you're This episode conspicuously 54 minutes. Because <laughs> uh, Charlie went on for five minutes about some bullshit. The question becomes what happens when something is wildly popular, it's wildly accepted, and you don't want to fall off a cliff. You don't mm. want to to run into the ground. Well, that's exactly what happened with one of my favorite comic books of all time, Garth Ennis's The Boys. Uh, wow. it, uh, it, they did 72 issues of The Boys. It started in 2012. Um, and, and it was just, uh, you know, it, it was this really perfect series. Now, I want to make something perfectly clear. I love the Amazon Prime series, The Boys. It's now... I don't know 
who doesn't? It's like, now very well. The one thing I have heard, uh, and no one ever says that they don't like it and this. It's like, oh, I like it despite this. Cynical superhero stories are have been beaten to death at this point because of the success. And and I'll I'll lay it on the line because it it wasn't Christopher Reeve's Superman, it wasn't Michael Keaton's Batman that led to superhero movies being the most popular thing. It was it started with Iron Man and it brought itself to uh, to the most recent Spider-Man. Marvel has changed that game. What happened along that time, though, when superheroes were at their most popular, maybe not in print, but certainly on the silver screen, suddenly a lot of cynicism in comics came out. There was a lot of stories of like, well, what if Superman was a Nazi? What if Batman was a dwarf and hated the world? You don't think that that was like, prior to the comic book boom on the big screen i think i think because of the comic book boom on the big screen as the biblical stream i almost said uh on the big screen i think it i think a lot of a lot of very obvious and bad versions of it have come as opposed to something like 2012's the boys but you know when did iron man come out 2008 so so it was that that rise in popularity was coming out and there's a lot of stories that are like the boys not as good as the boys so one thing that's really bothered me and it's been part of us working on on you know what we're trying to will into existence has been well what is this same sort of cynicism look like if it's really well crafted and luckily Mm -hmm. for me garth ennis is back we're getting a sequel series to the boys. We're getting the boys, dear Becky. It picks up 12 years after the ending of Boys 72, which, spoiler alert, Huey and Starlight uh, get married and they're derailed by a mysterious document that threatens to rip open the scars of the past and reveal nightmarish, nightmarish truth about the boys. So we're getting when you, this. When you give the spoiler alert, you traditionally want to give it like. A fucking nanosecond for anybody who doesn't want to hear it. You just spoiler raped a bunch of people. That's but that's in, go that's on. in the solicitation, baby. That's to wet your lips. Also, Ooh. spoiler alert. Ready for this one? Santa's not real. How about that? How about that? Spoiler alert. That's right. I said it. Don't look at me. You've gone too far. Don't bro. look at me. Pick the out music. <laughs> no, but Damn. but I'm I couldn't be more excited about the boys coming back. Uh, they asked Garth Ennis about it. Is he <laughs> they he he was quoted as saying originally I never intended to do more with the boys at all, but for obvious <laughs> reasons I found fa- that sounds awful. Uh, for obvious <laughs> reasons I found myself thinking about the story and characters again over the past couple of years. What's really amazing about this and the vibe I get from it is he did the boys tremendously well-received, tremendously popular. Stop laughing at me saying he did the boys. It's not okay. It's 2020. As long as they're 18-year-old boys, it's I'm glad you're saying it, so I don't have to. Awful. You're an awful human being and very old, and that shows with your sensibilities, you Mm. tee-heeing son of a gun. But what happened was the the Amazon Prime series was so popular, this adaptation willed new content into existence wow you know he and he's saying that he's been thinking about it did he say as much he said he's been thinking about it a lot more for obvious reasons over the last couple of years what's happened over the last couple of years they bought the property they began adapting it it was adapted it came out and it and it's one of the most popular things to pop up on amazon's streaming service which everyone freaking has because it's amazon it's a titan sure. so to be one of the most popular I need my things, two-day delivery uh, oh what's this show? exactly to to be one of if not the most popular thing to come out of that streaming service which it's in very very good company with some of those originals the fact that it got this creator back in that mindset to the point where he was like i have to do more of this is the exact reason to do more. I know I just pleaded with creators and production companies and whatnot just moments ago, but if you look at the original Star Wars business model, when Disney spent all their money on acquiring them, they said, we're going to do one a year. 
regardless of whether or not we have an idea. What's the perfect answer? Something runs its course. You let it sit for a while. You get inspired again. You bring that sucker back. It's exactly what I was asking for uh, DC Comics and Marvel Comics to do with some of their more stagnant properties. I do not need bad Superman. Wait, wait, wait. So just, just to clarify, because because I'm right here with you, but um, so so you're saying that it's good that um, success kind of um, inspires new content or you're saying that um that that it's just a result i'm not sure that i'm sorry i'm i'm saying that there are two versions of it there's the garth ennis version where you start thinking about stuff again you get a story in your mind because of the success you feel like you have to tell and it was a side effect of the success in his head he but did he but he that's that's but like so in other words there's an interview someplace where they're like oh so where did this new this new um this new uh, out this new uh, version this new chapter so to speak come from and he said oh well i've been thinking about it for years or did he say well because the success of the series i wanted to i wanted to continue the story uh, one of his quotes cuz he has a bunch of quotes about it but a, a pretty clear one is this comic has always been close to my heart and seeing the response to the show and the new drove of readers discover rediscovering and discovering the original material makes the timing of this series a wonderful opportunity to bring fresh material to the new readers as well as a treat for the original fans All right, so, so which is his, freaking rad so his his inspiration basically for this new content was exclusively because of the show. That's what that sounds like to me. Absolutely. See, I honestly, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I was a fan of the show first and discovered the comics because. Oh, really? Yeah. So I, I, I had the kind of like the backwards example and, and that's, I think for the most part, more typical, you know, because a lot of people are not comic book readers uh, by, by definition. Um, Honestly, I, I don't know, like, to, and, and this goes, clearly this comes without me having read any of the new content, but it, doesn't it kind of sound like a little bit of a, a sellout, so to oh speak? Oh my God, I don't get like, that read at all. Really? Because, well, I, I know that you sell out fucking mad cheap, so Charlie's so like, yeah, hell yeah, I got eight more series coming. Um, it, To me, it does, because what what was he currently on before his head popped up? you know, like a fucking game of whack-a-mole. And he's like, oh, shit, the, the series is popular? Because, look, let's be honest, Amazon probably didn't pay a, a, a fucking king's ransom to get their mitts on the property. Um, you know, there are not huge stars. Uh, you know, fucking they killed Elizabeth issue off. Spoiler. See, that, that that was an okay spoiler. How was that okay? Um, you did it in reverse yeah. order. If, if people haven't seen it by now, it's their own fucking fault. Um... But yeah, I I don't think that it was a huge money grab for them at that time. But then now that they're successful, maybe they came knocking and said, "Hey, do you have some more for the boy stories that we can adapt?" Because, you know, that to me that doesn't sound like entirely. So so as you know, um, one of my all time favorite, um, you know, uh, kind of like a. Would you? Would you? I guess would you call it like a, a, a series or or what have you? Come from universally one creator, and that's fucking. Um, and and I'm probably gonna mispronounce the name, but um, Mark Miller or Millar. Um, he has his own, literally has his own verse. Yeah, Miller World. Because he's got his so much. I mean, he literally has a world of content, but almost exclusively and to a to a character these are finite timelines of story that they occur in so if you know something like wanted let's say so so wanted it got adapted um very 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 different version hit the big screen than what we very loosely adapted even though the comics you're like these are movie stars that i'm looking at like this is a fucking real clever ass thing that they did um, but you know, they could have gone on, they could have, 
tweaked the end of that movie and fucking dragged it out over five five flicks if they really really wanted to i mean that had some fucking star power just to use it as an example but that's not his style i can never see somebody like him saying oh um you know i well, well look at look at kickass kickass was probably the closest to that but kickass had comic book sequels written you know and those were not like forever there was never going to be an issue 500 of kick-ass that was never how the characters were conceived when when he sat down with a character his character like and you're such a big proponent of timelines his character had a fucking timeline they are born they're raised they beat the shit out of some people in capes they die right and maybe the the the, the storytelling ends prematurely before their death but they're going to be buried in some fucking, you know, some uh, digital or paper graveyard at some point. Um, you know, like, uh, you know, Kingsman has been adapted. Fucking Hit Girl, obviously. Jupiter's Legacy is, is going to be coming up. You know, we were we were drawing over some of the, the some of the behind the scenes pictures of that. Now it's fucking office. Like, I never, ever would would could foresee a circumstance were and again jupiter's legacy we'll just use that as an example has a very specific story you know window it's it's as if fucking the marvel book stopped at the end of secret wars because whoop secret wars are over secrets out motherfuckers are done here's some new new characters for you that's fucking what he does i mean he is just a font of new ideas and and you know different takes on things and fucking making sequels of shit that you didn't even know you wanted. And then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, no, I really want to know what happened to Flash Gordon after the fact. Um, that that type of shit. So I'm, I'm, I'm surprised to hear it. Now, that's not saying that um, it's not going to be any good. Maybe, you know, the, maybe there are those creators that like, you know, fucking Shakespeare, from what I'm told, needed an occasional kick in the ass to get going, you know, and, and look at the stuff. You know, he's not exactly a hack. Um, so I don't know. Maybe some of the best. This work is will such a way, this but... is such a strange reversal of of perspectives. I feel like because what? you've always been the sellout, and I've always been the, the yeah. But you're you're them. the optimist. I'm the pessimist. You hear this story, and you hear like. Oh, something I created is popular again. Let me churn out more. And what I heard was you get to you get to play with your toys again in a different way. And it gets you why must you make everything so perverse? I didn't say anything. You're just you took the Charlie pills today, and I clearly took the mellow ass John pills. Because again, (laughs) I see this character laying out his these characters he created seeing yeah. these people that he loved and every character you write I I'm a big I'm a big believer in characters you create have some version of your your soul connected to them maybe sure, they're not the like ones. you but maybe they're like who you want to be or who you know you don't want to be or somebody you know afraid the, a little piece of your soul goes into it so much so that he got inspired to do it again. And the reason I think it's a matter of inspiration and not selling out is because we kind of now know at least the, the cinematic uh, tale of the tape is box office sales don't equal comic book sales. So I don't think that the Amazon series being popular, will it help the book a little bit? I, I'm, I, I guess... Yeah, but, but, but don't don't you, you think that has more to do with like, all right, well, I'm gonna make, you know, it's it's fucking, you know, it, it's 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 planting uh, um, marijuana because CBD oil is in everything type of you like, all right, maybe people aren't gonna buy my pot, but they're gonna want my CBD oil. So see, to me, it feels you know, the opposite. We could have we could have lived in a world where we had 120 issues of The Boys. That series could have gone on. There was nothing at the end of that series, and it ended well. But The Boys is a series, that's 72 issues, that I genuinely thoroughly enjoyed, regardless mm-hmm. of its cynicism. It felt very much... Yeah, but it was, it was, see, see, and, and again, it's a little bit of a dual topic because, like, the, the cynicism that you keep on referring to 
was not necessarily like a universal um, theme that ran within the characters of the book. It was almost intended like the readers had nowhere else to go except but to look at that world, you know, under a specific worldview like a sure that superheroes were the opposite of rose colored glasses they're like shit colored glasses like oh this is like if this was they live you were just seeing fucking aliens everywhere and like signs telling you to buy shit and blah 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 and you were all if you're if but if you boil down the boys it's what if the justice league were shitheads that's what the boys is. Yeah, they wound no, up no, crafting I, a much more guess, interesting sure. story. What I what I'm saying is this: look at something. Another story I'm absolutely obsessed with. Look at Robert Kirkman's Invincible. Well, that was exactly the example he I was going to say. He ended Invincible prematurely because he felt like he just couldn't go on forever. That doesn't right. mean. So put a pin in that real quick, sure. real quick, and and this is going to be a. Uh... This is going to be a morality check for you. It's like a litmus test. You can't lie on it. You cannot beat this fucking detector. Um, so, so Invincible, which we both fucking love. Love Invincible. Love it. Like you read about. Unprotected, middle of the night. It's getting it. Um, so that gets adapted. God willing. Let's say, they take, let's say they listen to the podcast and like this fucking John, he knows what he's talking about. He has a U.S. Comics Cup. How could he be wrong? And they say, and they say, we're going to adapt this motherfucker long form. And we get the, the, the you know, the, the cud-chewing public. We get what we didn't know we had been missing for all these years. We get a series. Let's, let's take, let's go the Watchmen route and put this motherfucker on HBO the highest production values we can get. So we get this four color funny book, fucking brilliant. This is some Shakespeare shit. And we get this uh, on the, this is like Spider-Man and Superboy wrapped up together, you know, with, with some literal Shakespeare and the fucking baddest mustache that you've ever seen since Magnum PI put on the fucking Hawaiian shirt and drove the Ferrari. Um, So we get this and we get, 10 seasons of Invincible and it covers the entirety of the written word. HBO goes knocking on his door. Knock, 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 knock. Hey, everybody loved Invincible. It's fucking winning awards. We're selling toothbrushes. We're selling t-shirts. We got John and Charlie going on the fucking tour of Invincible uh, recording sites like Dum Dums. We can do anything we want. It's printing fucking money. Um, we need we need another three seasons worth of content. You got to whip up a couple more comics. Now, our boy has made it very clear. This is some done shit, right? Then all of a sudden he gets the, he gets the Black Warrior out and he's hitting the legal pads. And honestly, even with... Have, with myself having been satiated by 10 seasons of some shit that I can't get enough of, that I'm just like, nah, 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 like stuffing on Thanksgiving. I can't get enough. They say, guess what? Season 11 is coming based off this fucking comic right here. I'm going to sit back and say, eh, hold, hold on a second. What, what just happened? Because I thought we, I thought we, this had pretty much been established. Um, as far as what we can expect, you know, I, I couldn't mansplain enough during the course of the season sitting next to whomever. And now, now you're making me look bad because this motherfucker has no morals. I sincerely would take yeah, over. But that's not, but that's not what happened. That's, Isn't that's it? a, no, it's a false narrative. All right. But, but again, no, let's we'll, use, we'll, let's this is the hypothetical. But we will, we will use the what hypothetical. We will use the hypothetical of Invincible, but you have to give the same merit. So the Invincible series starts. I don't know mm-hmm. it's going to go 10 seasons. I know that season one's awesome. We get a season. But you do know the source material runs. Sure. For a but, time. But, but Amazon series hasn't gone through the boys material. There's five, no, that's, that's 
there's five, that's six, true. seven seasons worth that's, of meat left on the Depending plate. on how long of, the seasons of are. Of course. Sure, sure. So what the real comparison is, Invincible comes out. We get two great seasons of Invincible. Robert Kirkman is saying, like, all I keep thinking about now is Invincible. I have more. And he writes another five issues that's yeah, not spelling that happen, out to though? me that's what that is what happened i'm asking I, that's what happened yeah why don't you listen to me when i'm presenting an idea he's saying, i listened oh, to the show two three times i, I catch I shit on the third you. go around i believe you listen to it approximately enough to do your little chunk which is so far the, cert, the first time YouTube i listen videos youtube.com cool forward slash us comics hq second time i listen i listen see if there are any flubs and the third time I listen, and I occasionally hear what you said. Fair enough. I the whole every time I talk, you consider it a flub, don't you? You piece of well, old, because old like time. most people, I'm like, what the fuck was I talking about right there? Oh, that that wasn't me. That's actually that's actually Charlie. I really feel like the only reason we're doing video of this motherfucker is so that people realize that it's not just one. You person haven't just lost your mind by himself in the basement. Doing like two voices, but they both sound like this like is a the bad worst puppet. ventriloquist act of all time. Geez, Spotty. Yeah, you, know, you, you just like sawdust in your pants. Yeah, well, I'm talking to the dummy all the time. I'm like, no, man, you, you got to work on that. First of all, we see your lips moving, and the dummy looks just like you. So, like, why is, why is your thing. dummy all chubby and angry at the world? And why is your hand up his ass? Well, like, that's, that's, a, that's a human being. That's just a good decision. Where else are you going to keep it warm? That's right. awesome. so, No, so but to me, this far is... Far be it from me to call him a liar. If that's what he me, says happens... To me, this I'm is very it. much the opposite of what Disney did with Star Wars. And Disney got Star Wars, and they said, we have to pump out product. Uh, uh, unrelated, but I'll mention it. A, a $4 billion fucking nut to cover. Of course, but that's... But see, in my opinion... That's doing stuff. I, you and I have had this conversation a lot. I tend to Let's worry. I tend to worry about like when a movie does or does not do well because uh, yeah, I, I want sure. things to be successful because I feel like then more good things come out. I always want success to come to Kevin Smith. He just released the sequel to Jay's Strike Back, the 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 newest, uh, the newest. It, the, the newest kind of chapter in the view of universe that won't stay closed. A lot it's of like people clerks number seven, a lot of people right. who dislike Kevin Smith for one reason or another, in my opinion, I think they're just jealous that he gets to live a version of a dream that a lot of people don't. A lot of people would say, well, he keeps going back to the well because that's all he has. And what I say is I think that's bullshit. I think he winds up since. What else do they want him to do? Cop out? Since well, I would see Cop Out too. Fuck it. Why not? Can't be worse. Uh, as long as Bruce Willis is not in that shit, because fuck Die Hard. Uh, not the movie. The dude. His name is Die Hard, right? That's the weird, yeah, no. weird name he has. Die um, James Hard. I really wish the sequel kept the original ending where he like showed up in Moscow with a bazooka and a tuxedo, because that motherfucker's corny. Bruce Willis. Listen to me, you corny. Wow. Um, I must Dang pick a fight with that bald son of a bitch. Salty, um, I needed He's to 112 steal, years old. He would still my, fuck you up. I needed to steal my salt back from you. You rode with the salt. But no, I think Kevin Smith sees these things that he loved. He sees the movies. He hears people talking about it. And it gets the wheels spinning. And I think when a creator has real ownership and real love for his characters, I think it's really... I think it's telling the opposite way. And don't get me wrong. I know selling out is an option. But if Robert Kirkman ever loved Invincible as much as I loved Invincible, I can almost guarantee you we're going to get another issue one day. And I would rather Kirkman and Ellis do it this way where they end their stories and then, if anything, pick it back up than the classic way, which is you write it until no one wants it anymore. I'm not going to go another, you know, no harangue about Superman, but I wish Superman took a break because Bendis has ruined it. He's ruined it. 
That book is not you, enjoyable. Are you aware how long, John? It's you're been talking, since I've had to remove right. Superman from my pull list. You're talking. Did that I, shit. I understand your your emotions have taken the best of you or have gotten the best of you in this circumstance, but this this actually goes back to to my original point that I'm young um, and you're old. Nope, nope. That's the hundred percent not the case. Damn it. Um, um, but the the fact that sometimes the creator needs to step away for the benefit of their creation. And again, I, I adore Invincible in its current beginning, middle, and end version. If ever another uh, chapter is is unleashed, like if there's a fucking Rosetta Stone version to be dug up someplace, let us write it. Let, let another creator contribute because... Um, I mean, ultimately, that was Kirkman's always, fear. That yeah, was what he was afraid of. He was most, afraid of releasing the rain. Yeah, but that—that's fear. But but that 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 really not to get crazy deep or anything like that. It's not that kind of show. But that's what fear does. Fear fear gets yeah, the but, fucking best. But in here's me. the thing, John. If Brian Michael Bendis again, I hate to to listen. Let me make this perfectly clear. I absolutely and and you got you you you're. Running short on ties. To make I, it perfect. I'll, I'll wrap it up with this. I love a ton that Brian Michael Bendis has done. But if Brian, yes, who doesn't? But if Brian Michael Bendis took over Invincible when Kirkman was done telling his story, I probably wouldn't love that character anymore. It, but it wouldn't be a Brian Michael Bendis. It would be a fucking. You know, in a, in a down the block in a right perfect, now in a perfect world, it should be a fan. But why isn't Superman that way? Because he's well, so popular, they feel no, the need to always give it not to the, a name. No, no, no. What do you mean? I, no, I, we see I, it. You I'm going to tell you why. Superman. Because DC is behind the eight ball, and they had a fucking coup, and they got one of the best recent writers that Marvel has had. And they got him, and they signed him. Recent. They were the Yankees. No, they were they did they pulled the Yankees move. Sure. And they fucking took a star from another team. And a, and they another said, decade. We're gonna give we're gonna give you all the money and all the control, and you can back clean up. And then if you find out that person was you know sticking needle in their ass to to kind of mix our metaphors, um. But now what ends up happening is Marvel. It's addition by subtraction because now the people who are on the come up now have an open field that they can slide into and Marvel's going to be telling better. Marvel doesn't have a Superboy fucking problem like Rocky Four did where the kid aged 10 years when, you know, when you, by the time you get back from Russia. So, so I do, I do think that certain doors. So, so I understand what you're saying. Like if you don't have the right person picking up the pen and continue your creation, you have a problem, but some, and sometimes that'll happen. You run the risk but sometimes you're fucking, you are George Lucas and you have no chance. We're going to have to end the argument right here. It John might come back. Favreau we are out of, and running. we are out of time. Not, That's it, I'm done. not everyone is John Favreau though. And to pretend No one is John ever, Favreau. Only John only, Favreau is John Favreau. In, and I'm a little bit Favreau, John In Favreau we trust. He wants to write uh, The Boys or Invincible or yes. My Obituary. I'm, gets to what I'm saying. I'm is, down for it's that. All I can say, Charlie, that. how is this, dare you? How dare you? All I can say is this, and no one can fucking deny it. When I say nobody, and I mean nobody in the comic book world or beyond, could take us out like Bad Mary. So fucking take us out. Peace. Until next time, rate, comment, subscribe. U.S. Comics Cast everywhere you can find your podcast goodness. Until next time, find us online, uscomicshq.com. It's on all the socials. Bad Mary, hit that shit.